today's episode is so special because we have Stephanie Judy's back on and we are talking all about podcasting. When should you start one? Should you start one? What goes into it? And is it right for your business? This was highly requested from our community. And I'm like super excited to have this conversation with Steph. So even if podcasting is not on your radar, stick around because it may be in the future. So let's jump on in. Welcome to the Serve Scale Soar podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping service-based entrepreneurs scale their online business to five-figure months so they can soar into six-figure years. Your host, Brandy, is a wife, mom, and in less than one year, created a six-figure business. And now she is spilling all her secrets so you can too. Hey, 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 Surf Scale Store family. Today is a very special episode because I have returning guests for like the third time now in different capacities, Stephanie Judice joining me on the show. And this episode is going to be a little different. We are not interviewing each other, but instead we're having a conversation. Inside of Beta to Biggie, one of the things that kept on coming up is people wanting to know what's it like to have a podcast? When are you supposed to start a podcast? Like, do you hire? Do you do it yourself? And so Stephanie and I are just going to have a real conversation all about this topic. And I could have done it alone, but Stephanie is the one that actually does most of the hard work on our podcast. And so I thought it'd be great to have her, but she's also not only worked on our podcast, but I'm about to ask her how many podcasts she's actually worked on episodes. So I'm super excited about today's episode. And Steph, just to kick this off, go on and tell us about who you are as a person and then about what you do. Perfect. I'm so excited to be here. And I totally forgot this is my third episode. So I definitely am the, you know, the most episode guest now. So that's super fun. But yeah, I am a mom to two little boys and married and I started in the online space about four years ago, and started kind of doing all of the things and then niched into podcast management. Actually, right around the time when I met you, Brandy, was about two and a half years ago. So I have been doing podcast um, management exclusively for the past two and a half years. And now I have kind of what I call a small boutique agency. And we work with anywhere from about 15 to 20 clients a month doing their podcast management. And we work on new podcast launches. And that's kind of where my business stands today. So I told you I was going to ask you this question, but how many podcast episodes have you actually been part of? Yes, it was totally crazy. I started doing this calculation a little while back just to get a a sense of where we were. And really, the number blew me away. I actually looked at it last night, and we are approaching over 1,500 episodes. So sometimes that little bit of that imposter syndrome sneaks up, and I tend to think that I don't know what I'm doing or how can I be an expert in the field. And then I'm like, okay, Stephanie, we've produced over 1,500 episodes. Like, Pretty much mostly, I would say, like without a hitch for the most part, you know, a little here and there, but it's kind of crazy to to think that it's been that many over the past couple of years. That's so fun. And one of the numbers I tracked when I was doing Facebook ads was how much revenue we've made for clients. Like, so just like revenue we brought in for them directly from the ads. And it was a really cool number, like over 2 million. And so I think that each industry, we could find these numbers that not only help us those days of imposter syndrome, like you're talking about, but also help us have social proof which is so important on so many levels. So this was totally a side note, but I do think that this we can all come up with these numbers that just help us on those days and give us some more social proof. 
Yeah, I think it's so important, especially as a service provider. Sometimes you don't get, you know, the numbers that some of the course creators do, you know, some of it's not always tied to revenue. So I think it's also important to look at, you know, other figures, whatever you can track, maybe, you know, depending on what kind of services you provide or what kind of um, business you have, it's always important to track a bunch of different numbers, like looking at your client base. And, you know, not only just, I think a lot of people get so stuck on social media and all of that kind of stuff. So it's neat to see other ways that you can track your business. Yeah. I love that. So, okay. Let's dive into this topic of podcasting, whatever you're doing in the online space. There's a lot of people doing podcasts and we hear a lot like do a podcast, do a podcast. And I'm always the person that says, I wouldn't do a podcast if I didn't have Stephanie. And so for me, I have a very, I think people should start podcast and then I'll flip it over to you and we can have a conversation about what you think. But I think it's best to have a podcast once you have something to lead them to. Some people want to do it in the front end. I think it's actually better to have a podcast once you have something to lead them to because it actually makes podcasting worth it. And so having that, I think that was the big thing. We started our podcast after I already had ServeScale Store, the membership. And then I think the other thing is, this is something to outsource. I don't think that you should create a podcast and then try to do this on your own because if you're already strapped for time, like I don't even know how much time goes into a podcast, but I know that we would not have a podcast if it wasn't for Steph. So Steph, what are kind of your thoughts on this? Like when should you start a podcast and should you do it yourself? Like, should you hire someone? What are your thoughts? Totally agree with all of the things. I mean, um, one of the most things that you have to think about whenever you're going into it is really thinking about what is the purpose of the podcast. And sometimes I, you know, I talk to my clients and, you know, it may be truly for like audience building, but I, most of the people that I come up with, I'm like you, Brandy, I think that you should have some form of something that you sell, right? So everyone that I work with has something that they're selling, whether it's consulting, a course, whether it's a membership. Um, coaching services, whatever it is, because ultimately your podcast is going to be kind of your top line funnel, right? So you um, have your content source up here. And then what are you doing with your podcast? So you, some people, you can create a hobby podcast, and it might truly just be a passion. Um, And then that is, you know, kind of its own category. But the people that I primarily work with, they are, well, everyone I work with, they have to have some form of an ROI from their podcast. So whenever you go into it, truly thinking about, you know, what is the purpose of the podcast and how can you use the podcast to be able to drive leads for your business? Like, what can you push them to? Maybe not straight out of the gate, but what can you really push them to um, and, and try to buy from you? Because that's what all podcasters, you know, whenever they start out, one of the great things about podcasting is building authority in your space, you know, it kind of establishing yourself as the expert, becoming that thought leader. And that's what you want to do. And so I think that it's best to have as an established business. I have met with a few people that have come to me that are just starting out, like in the bare, you know, very, very beginnings. And I just think it's a little premature. I think it's great to really um, kind of get to know your audience, see what they're going to want and make sure that the medium is right for them and make sure that it's right for you too. And, you know, we can talk more about like the, you know, cost of podcasting, but, you know, the time investment, the knowledge, the tech, all of that kind of stuff. But I think that that's super important just to have a really good established, you know, business and, and where you're going with your podcast. And I love that you said making sure it's the right medium for you. And so one of the things that we did leading up to me starting a podcast is I actually was on probably 25 podcasts of other people 
leading up to us launching a podcast. And so I got on there and it kind of primed my audience. And at that point, I didn't really have an audience. It was 400 people on Instagram, like 200 on my email list, but we had just launched SurfScale Store. But what that did is make sure that I enjoyed the podcasting format. It also got the audience I did have prime to get ready for me to launch a podcast because they had heard me on podcasts. So then it would be a natural flow for them to like, listen to a podcast instead of finding me on YouTube and then being like, oh, okay, come over here and listen to me on a podcast. Those are two different people. And so I think there are things you can do to prime your audience. Podcast guesting is a huge one. And that also makes sure that you like and enjoy the medium instead of jumping in and creating your own first. Yeah. I mean, everybody's so different. Sometimes I have clients that when they first start out, they're like, it's so weird to talk to myself in a closet, you know, wherever they record and and not everybody is primed for podcasts. Some people love the podcasting space. They don't have to worry about what they look like on you know, YouTube, something like that. Some people love video and that's where they belong. And they really, you know, I've had a client before and she's like, I just don't love podcasting. Like video is my thing. She loves doing live. She loves doing YouTube. That's her thing. Other people are like, I hate getting, you know, all dolled up or having to worry about going live and definitely podcasting is their thing. So I think that with what you did, with getting on, you know, and and being on other podcasts in the beginning, you got to get a sense of what you enjoy. Did you like the medium, all of that kind of stuff before really, truly investing the time and the money into actually launching your own show? Yeah. And I think there is something to be said about like what you enjoy and what is going to be the easiest entry. So I'm all about happiness level. I think you 100% should follow your happiness level. My happiness level is video. Like I love video. I love watching YouTube. Like I get caught in hours. And that's why when I started creating content, it was on YouTube first, but for me, it wasn't sustainable because it was video editing. I was trying to do it all myself and it is a lot more intense to go into YouTube. You're looking for keywords. It's like very SEO oriented where podcast is a whole different animal. You can do some like keywords and stuff like that, but it's not like a ton of research in the front end of before you get on and you can show up and do it without makeup on or anything like that. And you don't have to worry about fancy editing. You're talking. I would probably say that our podcast doesn't take much editing to get it into our listeners ear. And so there is a different sense of like, I love doing video, but can I show up for it consistently? And with live video, I love live video, but can I commit to every single week showing up? I don't know. Like it, there's been points where I can't. So podcast for me was an easy entry because I knew we could batch this out. Like right now we're in the middle of a batch session where I'll batch out like 12 episodes for Stephanie. And then I won't have to worry about it for a few months. And so it's something I can batch, but also it was something I knew I could be consistent with. And I think that's the big difference is like, I love live video, but I can't be consistent with it. And if I'm going to put out content, I love podcasting. Would I prefer to do live video? Yes, 100%, but I can't be consistent. So there is this like balancing act of when you're picking your content about what can you love? What can you show up fully for? And what can you be consistent with? And I think that one of the things, you know, um, that's used the term a lot is called pod fading. And so that is normally, you know, everybody gets excited and wants to launch a podcast or start putting content out there. And then after like seven episodes, they say is like the average podcast launch, which is crazy to me to think that after seven episodes, they give up. But I think the biggest thing I always tell my clients is just like you do, Brandy, is batching ahead 
allows you to truly think about the content because as with any kind of content you're putting out there, whether it's YouTube or Facebook Live, like anything, truly thinking about what's the purpose of your content and what is it? Maybe uh, say you're doing a, a launch and you're coming up on a launch and maybe you're running a challenge. Like, can you get your content around your podcast and, and talk about the challenge on there? Can you do that kind of stuff? That allows you to be able to, you know, to reach a wider audience and that kind of a thing. And, and whenever you're batching, it just makes it so much easier. I mean, just like you, like you can literally batch three or four, which would be a whole month, you know, a whole months of episodes in one day if you wanted. And so that allows you, and I mean, just like with any content, consistency is key in truly getting out there and just making sure that you're showing up week after week, providing that value to the audience. You know, your audience truly, you know, one of the things that I love is whenever I'm thinking about working with a coach or anybody in that capacity, I listen to their podcasts and I love to see how they coach, what they talk about, or do their values align? Like, are they fun? Are they the same personality as me? You know, and uh, podcasting really allows you to kind of show that personality and for people to truly like fall in love with you. It's a very easy medium for people to be able to listen to. Literally was taking a shower this morning, listening to a podcast in the shower. You can listen to it anywhere. It's very easy to consume. And that's why a lot of people like it. And, you know, of course, it's easy to record and stuff like that. Not easy necessarily to do the full production process, but just coming up with that content, you know, is super important. So that's the fun part. Yeah. And if you listen to last week's episode of the podcast, which we'll link up, I showed you how I actually generated 52 ideas for podcast episodes for the entire year. And so our idea bank is completely done. We're not, as we're recording this, we're at December 14th of 2021 and our content list for 2022 is completely done. We know what the podcast episodes will be. Now, will they probably change at some point? Yes, of course. There will probably be some that get moved, get shifted or just completely marked out and we come out with a better one as the year goes on, but it takes off the stress of what the heck am I supposed to record? But one of the ways that we were able to do that is by knowing our audience and stuff. You talked about that is how, is it the best way to just jump into a podcast without having ideas, knowing your audience? It's so important because one thing people don't understand is podcasting helps your listeners go deep with you. Like you were just talking about, it builds relationships. They connect on a different level than any other platform. However, it is hard to grow. And so can you talk about podcast growth? Yeah, this is one of the things that, you know, I mean, anybody is like, how do I get more podcast listeners? And a lot of times people think, especially now podcasting has, you know, in 2022, 2020, I'm sorry, 2020 was a big year for podcast growth. And then it continues to be. And I think some people worry that it's going to, you know, that it's going to get saturated or anything like that. But Ultimately, the more podcasts that are out there now, more and more people are actually knowing what a podcast is and actually listening to podcasts. So while the number of podcasts are growing, there's a whole lot more listeners that are now listening. So you have a much wider audience. Um, And I mean, not that I uh, think this is great for any of my clients, like especially in the very beginnings, but you know, the wider the stance, you know, the more money people are putting into podcasting, brands are putting into podcasting, you see the big players in the space, putting a lot of money. So there's just so many opportunities you can do. 
as far as monetization, but I know we're talking about growth. So growth, you know, it's always thinking about one of those things. And sometimes I tell my clients when they come in, if they have a very, very small following, you can definitely do it, but it's just going to take longer. Podcasting is definitely one of those long-term, you know, growth strategies. It's not an over, more than likely, you're not going to have just total overnight success. The biggest thing is, you know, showing up, if you have a social media platform, wherever else you're showing up, making sure that you can connect with your audience there and give them a reason of why they should listen to that episode, right? So what's in it for them? What are they going to get from it? I mean, I think it's great if my clients, whenever an episode goes live, are they going live on Instagram? Are they going live on their, you know, putting some stories out, like, you know, tagging the guest, anything like that, you know, getting anybody to share or anything like that is going to be a huge growth thing. It's really connecting with your audience. And one of the biggest things, especially in the beginning, um, we're seeing this more and more before I think everyone always wanted to start kind of like the generalized, I'm going to start a business podcast, I'm going to start a nutrition podcast, anything like that. And I know that you say it with services, it's the same thing with podcasting is really getting as niche as you can is going to be you're really going to provide the most um, success for your podcast, because you're truly going to know your audience like forwards and backwards, you're going to know what they want, you're going to um, be able to connect with them, you know, build that authority in that particular space. Um, there's lots of ways that you can connect. Um, I know that like you do the same thing doing podcast swaps and being on other podcasts. That's a great way to meet with complimentary people and meet with other people who have similar audiences, bringing them over to you. That's how I found a lot of the podcasts I listen to is by, you know, my host that I listen to them being a guest on another podcast. So I think that's huge, you know, looking at all of the different ways that you can build your audience and seeing what works. I think it's like that test and tweak thing, you know, some of them have huge social media following. Some of my clients do awesome being on other podcasts. Some of them do awesome you know, and have really great aligned guests and their guests share their podcast. So that's another great way that they build their, their people too. Yeah. And I think that's the thing is we are looking at our podcast. I was looking at our growth the other day. And by the time this episode comes out, we may probably have hit a hundred thousand downloads and that's been, what are we on now? Two and a half years stuff. Mm, just to, well, it started in like August. So yeah, just uh, two years and a few months. Yeah. So a hundred thousand downloads over that time. But for me, like anything, it's not about the numbers. Like I'm not ever like Steph, why aren't we growing? Or like we do, like I was looking at where we were from last year to this year and we have had growth. It's slower growth than like other platforms, but it's still growth. But one of the things is we know the number one lead generation for us that doesn't just like, isn't just leads, but becomes buyers is the podcast. More people join us inside surf sales or because they heard the podcast than any other platform. And some of them it's taken two years for them to join us. And that's okay. They've been chilling with me for two years. And I love that whenever they're ready, they join us inside and that's perfect. But what other platform do people follow you for two years, every single week? And then like, it's even on your email list, people are falling off before two years. And so it's building like a more intimate connection than worrying about how big your numbers are. Like who cares if you have 5 million downloads, if those people don't become paying customers, because that's why we're, you know, I love providing the free content, but it's also about like, how does this podcast fit into our marketing plan? And I think too many people are like, 
podcast, podcast, podcast with no strategy behind like, how does this actually fit into your marketing plan? So every single episode, we know what the call of action is going to be. We have a very specific call of action for each episode. And then we, like I said on one episode recently, it said DM me calculator. And from that actually resulted, we can like pinpoint over $10,500 in sales. From that one message that said DM me calculator. Like, how insane is that? Now, can we always track numbers like that? No. And that's like, it's not possible, but we do set up ways. And did it start out like that? Absolutely not. Like, that is not how this started out. And so it is all about long term, but you also have to have your marketing plan. Like, how does this fit in? How are you going to use it strategically and still show up for people? And I think that's what a lot of people are missing. Also, you talked about the fatigue, the fading, and so the podcast fade. So we have had Betsy on. Betsy talked all about the capsule podcast. We also have people in our program inside Beta to Biggie that are focused on seasonal podcasts. So what are some ways that you've seen people actually prevent this like burnout from podcasting? Yeah, I think that, um, and I love like the capsule podcast and the seasons. And sometimes I have clients that ask me, oh, should I do seasons? Should I take breaks? That kind of thing. I think ultimately it literally always goes back to, and there's just not a one, one answer fits all. Right. Um, so I think that, you know, some people, if, if you need to take a break, definitely prime your audience, let them know that you're going to be taking a break. I had a client that, you know, she's going to take a break. She's going to skip two episodes in December. As long as you're letting your audience know that, I think that that's great. One of the things, you know, with doing a weekly one is producing that consistent content and batching ahead. That will definitely help you prevent some of that pod fading. You know, I think it's, you know, the clients that I see have the most success are the ones that batch ahead because it doesn't become like the podcast doesn't become that aggravation or that nuisance or that thing that like, oh, I just have to, I need to hurry up and record an episode. The ones that have to hurry up and record an episode to hurry up and send it over to me. They're hurrying up on their content and their content's probably not the most thought out, um, you know, and they may be able to riff and that kind of thing. But are they truly thinking about like, what are we launching right now? What's coming up? You know, what's your call to action? Like, what can I provide of value to my audience? So I think that that will definitely help you not get that pod faded thing. And then another thing is, is always thinking you don't always have to do the same thing that you've always done. A lot of people ask me, should I do solo? Should I do interviews? How long should my podcast be? That kind of thing, like change it up. Maybe, you know, maybe you like doing short and sweet and punchy podcast episodes. Some of my clients like doing longer, um, you know, guest episodes. I think ultimately you'll get a sense of what you kind of like. And then I always say, pull your audience, pull your audience, pull your audience, like continually asking them what they enjoy, what con- what topics they want to hear, how long they like the episodes. Do you like solos? Do you like, you know, interviews? There's so many pros and cons to guests and, and solo, you know, guest interviews and solo episodes, but really asking your audience, not only does that, you know, it, they, they tell you, right? You're like loyal audience. They tell you what they want to hear, but also it's a great way to form connections with your audience on social media. So now they're DMing you. So now what are you doing, Brandy? Like someone's DMing you from the thing, then you're starting a conversation. And even if they're not buying from you right then, they're now in your funnel, they're now in your space. They now like trust you. I think it's that thing a little bit more than sometimes maybe like email or anything. I mean, where can you go week after week? And I think that's the most important thing is getting people to subscribe. Like once I subscribe, I'm usually listening to that podcast week after week after week. Like where else are you able to connect with someone and listen to them and listen to their content every single week? 
month, Steph. It's now called following on Apple. Following. <laughs> I was like trying to subscribe to a podcast the other day. I was like, oh, I don't even subscribe to a podcast. And no, you can't subscribe unless you pay. Um, okay. So I wrote down four things to help you prevent burnout. And these are four things we use. One is batching. You talked about this. Like there was a time of the season where I got flustered with the podcast and I was like, screw it. I don't want to do this anymore. Like super. And it was cause we didn't batch. Like we missed this window and my schedule just got chaotic and it was kind of just like, like trying to get stuff together. And then I got through that and it was like, okay, whew. Like now I'm back to loving the podcast, but it was when I didn't batch. And so, and we all had a conversation about it as team, like this could never happen again. Cause that was a rough time. So batching is definitely number one. Number two is like, we're getting in the holiday season. I didn't want to record a bunch of stuff in December. And so our last two episodes of the month of this last, um, you would already heard them now, but they were best of. So at the end of the year, we did this last year too, is we rounded up the best episodes that we had throughout the year. And we did a replay. We've also done this through the year when somehow a podcast episode just slipped and I didn't get it recorded. And we shared the best of, because just because you may have heard it like a year and a half ago, doesn't mean like it's not going to serve you again. We need about 14 times to actually retain information. And so having the best of batching roundups, we've done this with our students when I don't want to record or something. And we do a roundup and we ask our students to like be part of it or other people. And the cool thing about that is it helps them be part of the podcast. It helps them get their voices out there, but also it helps us not have to record. So that's always nice too. And then the fourth one is hiring. I say this all the time, but we would not have a podcast without Stephanie because there is so many steps. When I look at our ClickUp checklist for podcasts, I'm like, oh God, (laughs) if I had to do this, there's like no freaking way. I'm part of like two things on this massive list and that's record. And then just, I have to like, okay, the title and that's it. And I do nothing else. And so Steph quickly, let's go through like, what are Let's just talk about the steps of a podcast, because if we're going to talk about like, should you have a podcast or not? Let's be real. There's a lot of steps to this. And so let's, what does this whole process look like? Take us through what a process of me putting out a podcast episode looks like. Yeah. I mean, one of the main things I think that, you know, and most of the clients that I know that we work with and just with anything, everybody gets scared of, well, one, it takes a lot of time, right? Depending on the length of the podcast. I mean, you know, you were saying earlier, like how long it takes. I mean, if it's an hour long podcast, it could take five hours or so for, you know, from start to finish for like production wise, right? That doesn't include the time that you spend Brandy as the host prepping it and recording it. But just on the post-production side, it could take, you know, five hours. We usually estimate five to six hours. It just depends on the length. But so time is a huge thing. I think lack of knowledge and like the tech of it, you know, a lot of people get scared of all of the things. So I think that as far as like the workflows of it, one of the things that you'll do pre-interview is thinking of your content. So you're going to have to do a lot of content planning coming up with, you know, and and I think it's great to maybe outline getting some key points of what you're going to talk about on there. Of course, recording is going to take you time too. After that, it kind of turns into post-production. So that's going to be things like editing, show notes. So, you know, creating social media graphics, we pull quotes from there creating audiograms, uh, which are little audio snippets from the podcast, or maybe you creating video snippets from the podcast, which we're kind of playing with right now, you know, things like 
putting everything on the website and putting it on there. And one of the great things about a podcast is, you know, a lot of people struggle with maybe they used to do blogging or they don't have any content that they're putting on their website. That's a great way to have literally consistent content that you're putting out week after week, because now your show notes are turning into a blog post. So there's so many ways that you can repurpose a podcast, you know, starting with that podcast and being able to create tons of social media content. And one of the things that you said earlier, and I always tell my clients, like remembering that your content is evergreen. So you can use it again and again, you can always repurpose it. Just like Brandy said, I mean, someone finds you now, Brandy, someone that, you know, maybe didn't listen to you 50 episodes ago. Well, it's a great, that's like a great show. It was a great, you know, it was a fan favorite, right? So you bring it back and you, you do that again. But as far as like the, you know, kind of flow and the the management of the podcast, you've got to schedule your guests and getting them, getting their bios, their headshots, getting all of that kind of information up front. You want to, on the post-production side, we email the guests like a week before a little save the date, like, thanks for being a guest on the podcast. Brady loved having you on. Here's some, um, we would love if you would share with your audience, you know, so prepping your guests because you really want to take you're spending all of this time creating this podcast. You want to get your biggest bang for your buck and be able to, you know, share everything with that guest. So hopefully they'll share with their audience too. So that's like the main thing, you know, scheduling on your social media, all of that kind of stuff kind of goes into it. So that's something definitely to think about. And I think that sometimes people wonder whether they want to do it themselves or hire out. I think it really kind of comes down to time. You know, do you have the time? And is that something that you really want to do? You know, are you in your zone of genius or do you, maybe you're like a content producer and you love coming up with content and all of that kind of stuff. And you love the recording piece, but you like, you don't, most of my clients, like they're like, I don't know how to edit. I'm not going to learn how to edit any of that kind of stuff, you know? And then of course, like I said, all of the other things, you know, with show notes, I mean, do you have a copywriter? Do you have a social media manager? Do you have maybe an OBM that's going to be able to manage all the pieces? So that's kind of what we do for our clients is we kind of come in and we're what we consider like a full service agency. So we come in and kind of try to take everything um, and be able to really, you know, provide that for our clients. Yeah. And I think that's one of the most, the best part about having you on the team. It's like, I literally record, plan, you know, what the content's going to be. And then you email me with some graphics and sometimes they get posted. Sometimes they don't, but I always appreciate that you send them to my email and you even post like in our group and stuff like that. So it is full service, even from taking care of our guests. Like I literally just show up. I give you questions sometimes. And the questions are very like, quick and short. And I just let the conversation goes where it will. And so because of that, it doesn't add any real time to my schedule. I love showing up for y'all each and every single week, but really I'm only showing up once a quarter when we record. And I mean, there is recording throughout that quarter, but for the most part, we do batch them out. And so me, I know Steph said you could totally do it yourself. Me, I'm going to tell you, this whole podcast was about, should you have a podcast? Should you not? What does it look like to have one? My opinion is, unless you're going to hire this out, do not start a podcast. Because chances are, you're listening to this podcast because you're already tired. You're a mom. You are busy. You have everything going on. You're trying to get more time back with your family. And by adding a podcast, I don't think you're going to achieve that. I think that if you're editing yourself and all that, like, That's just adding so much time and it's not moving the needle forward. So it's so funny because I talk about doing this without hiring a team for service providers, but this is an area where I'm like 100% like, 
you need to hire for this position. And so Steph, I know that your numbers are now you've raised your prices and everything, but tell us what is like, how much can someone get started with a podcast manager? What does it go up to? I know it's like a big gap, but give us some numbers. Yeah, it is a big range just depending on what types of services I have, like a few different packages. And I know other podcast managers, you know, have a few different packages depending on um, the length of your podcast, how many you have a month, like that kind of a thing. But I would say if you're going to produce probably a weekly episode, I would look anywhere depending on, you know, guest management, social media management, like truly how much the podcast manager is handling for you. Some could start out if you wanted like editing only and maybe editing and show notes, something like that might start around that like $700 range. Some podcast managers like full service that do it, you know, I mean, like our highest package right now is 1800. So kind of depending on, you know, what you want, but I would say starting out, I would maybe look at like 750 to a thousand to really start. And then, you know, the more stuff you add on, of course, it's going to go up to probably 1500 to 2000. Yeah. And I think if you're just starting out too, you could always go, I'm always about, you don't need all the bells and whistles. And so when starting out, like if you're like bootstrapping it, you want to get this going, but you don't have the 700 to 1800 to do it. You don't need show notes. You don't have to have social media graphics. Like you could skip all that. And if you got the, like just editing done for you, I know that like half of y'all are going to kill me that I'm about to say this, but you can get people on Fiverr or Upwork to edit your show for you. And you don't need the podcast notes and all that until you get it going, you have more cash flow, and then you can hire Steph or Megan or someone like that to come on and do it. But if that's what's holding you back, I would say, okay, how can we outsource some of this? And we don't need everything right now until you have the cash flow. But I will say we didn't have a million dollar business when I hired Steph. This was two months into launching SurfScale Soar. I think with SurfScale Soar, we were about $3,000 a month. And then with my services, we're bringing in over 10,000, closer to 15,000. So what we did is pretty much take money from SurfScale Soar and put it towards stuff. And that was $1,000 a month at the time. And so that was amazing. But it wasn't pulling from my family's household income because that was coming from my services. And so when we're starting a leverage program, I do think that you have to understand that your services should pay for your living and like your bills and stuff like that. And then this leverage program is kind of like you're feeding back into it so you can grow it quicker. And that's exactly what we did with hiring Stephanie. And so there is options. And I think that a podcast is an amazing connection piece. And for the right people, if you're hiring out, I think it can be a wonderful content piece for your marketing. Yeah. I think one of the biggest things that my clients just truly love, and I know that you've mentioned this too, Brandy, is just the networking piece of it. I think that's kind of one of those hidden things that they don't that they don't think about. A lot of my clients have come back and they're like, God, this is just, it's been amazing to meet other, so many other, you know, entrepreneurs in the space and really forming that connection. I know you've been on like some amazing podcasts, had amazing guests on yours, that kind of thing. And then what happens is now that you've been a guest together, what do you do now? You maybe form an affiliate relationship, you know, maybe you, you do JV together, like whatever it is. So I think that's been um, another huge piece of it. And I would say just, you know, to reiterate what Brandy was saying is like, Done is better than perfect. I think if you can get, you know, get started and you can truly, you know, get in there and get an editor and get somebody to help you do your graphics in the beginning, like get, get the ball rolling. Right. And, you know, and then as your business picks up and all of that, because the podcast is going to be so amazing, your business is going to explode. 
then you can um, start outsourcing more and more of it. And, you know, really just staying in that driver's seat as a CEO and getting back into more of the content creation and kind of outsourcing the rest. I love it. Thank you so much, Steph. And I know that people are going to want to hire you. So where's the best place to get in touch with you? Too funny. Thank you, Brandy. Yeah, you can find me on Stephanie Judice pretty much anywhere. So find me on Instagram or stephaniejudice.com. And of course, all of that will be in the show notes. I'll make sure to include everything. But this was so, so fun. And I truly enjoyed being on here. And yeah, I'm excited for a big 2022. Y'all, how good was that? Stephanie is always one of my favorite guests to have on. Our conversation just flows and she always brings so much wisdom to the table. And so you may be thinking here, should I start a podcast? Should I not? Maybe you have more answers now. And if you have any questions, reach out to Steph, reach out to me. We're happy to answer them. And if you want to know more about how to use content and visibility to scale your business and you're looking to, you either have a leverage program, so a membership course, group coaching, or you're looking to create one this year in 2022, go to beta to and apply for a 45 minute strategy session with me. And so in that strategy session, we're going to look at your current situation. We're going to see where your roadblocks are and where your growth potential is. And Then if I feel like you're a right fit, we'll chat a little bit about you joining us inside Beta to Biggie so you can get visible and grow your revenue in 2022 with a multiple revenue stream business. So until next week, y'all go out, serve your clients, scale your business and soar into the success you deserve. Thanks again for tuning in to the Serve, Scale, Soar podcast with your host, Brandy. If you loved our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.